Once again, we're back here again. Check the credits podcast. Um, today, we have a, a, a very established, very uh, creative producer um, who's accomplished a whole lot. Work with some of the best uh, and some of the greatest artists, some of your favorites. Um, I mean, we're talking about Dr. Dre, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, J-Lo, Beyonce, uh, Busta Rhymes, Schoolboy Q. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Um, I mean, nothing to do right now but to bring this man in. Um, I want to definitely give him a good shout-out and the thanks for uh, joining the podcast today. We have here with us today uh, on this episode, our boy Focus. How you doing, my brother? I'm good, brother. How you? I want to start off um, basically uh, speaking on, like I said, you're a producer, also a musician, and um, want to talk about that a little bit more in terms of uh, your start and your inspiration. What got you into music? If, for for all the people who don't know, all right, for sure. Um, I'm the son of Bernard Edwards from Chic. He was the bassist and um, co-founder and co-producer of Chic. So it's all I've ever known. Um, I started trying to create uh, at around six, you know, writing my own songs. And I went to work with my father um, around eight years old. And I just saw what he was doing and I was so impressed with it. I I wanted to be exactly what he was. So, you know, I, I knew I wanted to be a producer at about eight years old. Okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, I, I went into speaking about some of the artists you actually work with, um, but if you don't mind elaborating a little more um, and letting the people know some of the records. Like I said, this podcast is called Check the Credits. So we want you know we want to know exactly the credits on some of those records that you've actually done. For sure. Um, let's go to uh, Beyonce. I did the record, Yes, on um, Dangerously In Love album. I did uh, You Already Know for 112 on their Pleasure and Pain album. Um, where I'm from for uh, the game. Uh, I did uh, a few songs on Dre's last album, uh, Compton. Um, I had a chance to produce with um, Dre and Q-Tip on Anderson Pack's first uh, commercial wow. album. Um, so that was amazing. And, you know, I've done stuff with Little Brother, um, I just did their their last single, uh, Black Magic, on the um, May the Lord Watch album. So, you know, it's it's been a good. I've had a good career. I really have. Definite, definite. Okay. Um, and tapping into your musician side, you know, I know again, I know you're a musician. Know you play keys, bass, drums. Um, uh. How do you feel, um, or what's your take, or if they, you know, if you do feel any way as far as like samples and interpolations, um, or versus like original creation music wise? It's, I believe that a creator, there's a reason why there's different ways that you can create it's, it's like paint. Um, and when you have your paint set up, it, it depends on how you feel. I think that a creator needs to learn how to create from feeling instead of worrying about which one is better, which sound is different or whatever, like it's just use it. Um, I like to make myself uh, pliable. So I like to sample when I want to sound a little bit more grungy, a little bit more um, urban. Um, But then there are days where I'll go into the studio and I just really want to 
create soundscapes. I want to create, you know, my own thing. So it just depends on how I feel. I mean, you've worked with some who might call him one of the greatest producers ever is Dr. Dre. And mm -hmm. um, I know, I know there's millions of stories. I know there's, I mean, it's endless things you can speak about that, but what was that initial experience? And I mean, basically how did, how did he even come across you? How, how did y'all even meet up and start working together? I was working with um, Jason Weaver. Uh, Jason okay. And, and Jay Weave had this company called BoobTube. And um, that's how I got out to Atlanta. So I started working with Jay Weave and BoobTube. And, and Jay Weave had a roster of, of artists that he was working with. And one guy that was uh, signed to BoobTube or working with Jay Weave, uh, his name was Dax. So okay. Dax and I just sat down and we, we made just an extensive demo. And because I had some kind of knowledge of the West Coast sound, I really was his go-to producer at the time. Okay. So Dax's people were the conduit to, to Dre. They, they wanted us to get this demo together so they can present it to Dre. Um, and Dre heard our demo um, me and Dax ended up in the studio and, and on the, the Wash soundtrack. It was around that time. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it was really dope. Like it, it literally went from us making a demo and then the next thing I know I was in LA. It was crazy. Oh, that's, that, yeah, that would blow my mind. Okay. Um, again, also, you know, being, uh, having a musical background, especially in today's I want to say uh, less musical. I, I would probably say. Um, are, do you find any challenges in terms of you being, you know, as musical as you are and having the background and understanding about music? Do you find yourself uh, making it, it being complicated for you to, some would say, dumb it down to kind of fit in? Or do you just, again, just make music as you make it? I'm always going to make music the way I make it. I'm never going to fake. Exactly. I'm never going to dumb down. Um, <laughs> I do feel that. I do feel limited, um, but at the same time, these uh, producers that are on top, they're starting to uh, bridge the gap between old and new. So, gotcha. you know, like, um, you know, my boy Khalil is constantly in oh, yeah. studio, you know, uh, doing stuff, 1500 or nothing. They're constantly being musical and adding to, to certain people's repertoire, ill mind, you know, so, I'm I'm more I'm more open to working with the younger producer, um, but I just really create from where I feel, you know, and and I I don't let what's going on around me even change that. Okay, okay, okay. Also speaking about today's time and a producer writer um, side of things, even engineering and mixing, um, which which I, I can almost guess, but which do you prefer? being in the studio and a part of the creative process or, you know, emailing and sending tracks back and forth. I'm an introvert, but I love being in the studio with a fellow creative. I think that that's gotcha. where the, the true magic comes Magic happens. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I agree 100%. Yeah. Um, and also, so as far as, uh, again, you have a, a whole host of placements. You've worked with tons of artists. Um, what do you think the best way to secure? I know in that time it was a lot 
I don't want to say easier, but the, the navigating um, and, and being in rooms was a lot easier to sell um, and place music. But today with all of this emailing, because it does still take a part of almost the initial contact with somebody, um, what do you think the best way or the most effective way today um, for a producer coming up or even an established producer just trying to uh, get his feet uh, moving around again, um, the best way to secure placements? You know what? You're right. A, a lot of this stuff has changed and there's no right or wrong way. Um, I know of producers that put their beat on uh, engines like BeatStars or iStand yeah. and, and the beat gets um, picked up by a major artist and it becomes a big placement for them. I know uh, of producers that have put it on YouTube and the record mm -hmm. has become big for them. But you know, it's not the same way. You can't get to these artists like we used to through an A&R. A lot of these people are creating their own bond by, um, unfortunately, it feels like spamming, but really, <laughs> you, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, hitting them in DMs and doing stuff like that. So it really is the luck of the draw now. These, these A&Rs are not as forefront as they used to be. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it is, Definitely. it's a harder job now, even for them because they, they have to do, go by analytics and they're, it's not so much the um, hands-on approach with a lot of these artists. I've met some A&Rs that definitely have proven me wrong. Um, they do take a hands-on approach with their artists, but it's very far and few in between. I agree. Um, also, uh, I'd like to know your, again, your take or your perspective on I mean, you've been around just like I've been around um, through the different eras from hardware to software, the combination of the two. Um, which do you prefer and why, if you do have a preference and why? I'm always going to be analog at heart, but I prefer the digital age. I prefer this okay. whole, like it's, it's so much easier, bro. I don't have to bring- 50, More convenient, oh, exactly. I don't have to bring 50 million pieces of equipment. <laughs> To make one yeah. packet, you know what I'm saying? Or I don't have to link up through a MIDI box to send Oh, these. Lord. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Stripe and tape. Those yeah, are the days, bro. brother. So I'm, I'm very I'm very happy. I'm, I'm even happier because uh, I really lasted as long as I could with hardware. And Siege Monstrosity was like, bro, you can do all of that in a DAW. Yeah. Your trip. Yep. And he got me into Logic. And ever since, I, I've been loving Ah, yeah, yeah that's that. That's my uh, weapon of choice as yes, well, sir. Logic. I love Logic. Love I that. love it. Yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, so we, we, we definitely on the same page when it comes to that. Um, and would you, what, where do you consider yourself, I mean, I know, I know where I would consider you, but where do you consider yourself, a beat maker or a producer? Oh, I'm a producer. I'm a producer. Hands down. Hands down. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but you know what? The funny thing about it is, they both coexist now under producer. Mm. Yeah. And remembering back in the day that, you know, uh, we can even go back and I always use this example, but Quincy Jones didn't play any instruments on Thriller. And he exactly. was that, but you know, the man did play, you know, instruments before, but for Thriller, he just produced the whole entire thing. Yes, he put the whole project he together. together. He found the writers, the producers, the musicians, everything, and orchestrated the entire yes. process. Yeah, yeah. Which, which again, for you young producers out there, young beat makers, 
because um, that is a thing, right? You know, I ain't gonna say right now, but it's been a running thing for years. I mean, yeah. probably started with Puff, where people said he didn't produce records because he didn't officially tap on beat machines or sequences and keyboards and things of that nature. But um, I've worked with him over the years, and he definitely has a hands-on approach. Not technically a hands-on like making beats, but from start to finish on a lot of those records, those ideas came from him. And and start you can to say finish. the same thing with with Khaled. Definitely, yeah, you can say that with Khaled. Like Dre, I've seen Dre. Oh, Dre he makes Dre. beats. Yeah. That's, that's I know yeah, he that's makes. without a doubt. Yeah, but but Khaled, I I know a lot of people were having issues with the fact that he is 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 putting his whole tag on people's other like other producers beats but he's also bringing in the artists he's bringing in the top line he's bringing it and he's making sure that orchestrating the whole entire yeah yeah, yeah, most definitely yeah that's production and, and, and he gets his props for that yeah and and as well i mean i've seen Khaled over the years i'm start even starting out he was actually making beats i think um it was going under the name beat novocaine was him and uh dj nasty okay. i believe back in the day so he's he makes beats i mean i don't know about today what he's doing but i know he physically knows yeah. how to make beats yeah he he, um, he doesn't do it today but that, that's fine. yeah <laughs> <laughs> got you got you yeah. i um it's a it's a it's a double question i want to ask i want to ask what was your or what would you deem your best studio experience? And if you don't mind sharing, what was your worst studio? I have tons of worst studio experiences, but what was your worst yeah. studio experience? Yeah, um, my best, one of my best, because I, yeah. I can, I have too many with Trey. Way too I many. I can only imagine. Yeah, I can only way imagine. too many, like even just, just mixing alongside him and the fact that I look up to him, he's my mentor and to mix alongside him and to hear him give me reasons why he does things. It's, I, I wouldn't change <laughs> anything about that. One of my favorite moments in the studio is when um, I was mixing yes with um, Tony Maserati. Wow. And we were across the street from Beyonce and she was writing, I think at the Sony building or the Sony studios in New York, mm. and the people at the label were like, well, she wants to hear the mix, so bring it over there. And I stood next to her and my mix came through the speakers and standing next to her, I was just, I, I was in awe. I was in awe. Like I, I honestly and truthfully was like, man, this is crazy. And when the song went off, she was like, it's perfect. That wow. was, that's all she said. I was like, done, we're gonna print. I went over there, I told Tony, and that was just one of the the best moments of my life because I I really got on. The album should have been closed. I should not have gotten gotcha. that album. So it was just a, a amazing moment all the way around. Dope, dope. Um, and I know um today there's a lot of um producers online showing you their process, making beats and real time. What what's your what's your take on that? Do you think um you think that that's something they they shouldn't do, should do. Uh, it takes away from the mystique of how things are done, or, or, or are you open with, you know, having somebody basically <laughs> be able to tap into your whole process? That doesn't bother me at all. Nobody's going. Okay. Them tapping into my process does not does not give them a leg up or a leg under. You know what gotcha. I'm saying? If nothing else, it lets them know that it's not just them that creates the way that they create 
or gotcha. it gives them insight in a different way to create. Now, back in the day, the mystique was dope, but the internet took the mystique away a long away, time completely. Ago. You know what I'm saying? So if you're not showing it, somebody else is, so it really doesn't matter, you know? So, yeah, it's more, of, it's more of a marketing tool as well now to brand yourself. and, well, and 100%, let but not, not just a branding tool, it's a relevancy tool. The moment that you turn around and sit out of sight, out of mind, these kids is on to the next thing. So it's, I think that no matter what, as content, I think it's very wise to do it. Okay. Yeah. Got you. All right. Um, you don't have to name a dollar amount. Okay. Um, but <laughs> you know, I got away Yo. with not telling my my worst story too. So I'm I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna let that go because I, I know how that go. We you still actively in the music business, yeah. so I understand how that go. I, like I said, I got tons of them, but you got to save yeah, face. Yeah, so. I just don't want to burn no bridges. But nah, I, I got you. Y'all y'all need to get your yeah. egos right. Get your got egos you. right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what? I mean, you can give us a ballpark figure because these are some. Uh, you know, some some special records and special artists you work with. Mm. What was your biggest in one check for placement? Not not the residual income. What was your biggest? You don't have to name who it was with label anything, but the biggest check and compared to you starting out, what was like the first type of money you was getting starting out placing records professionally? Oh, I know we all got a local story. Yeah. With the, yeah. But, but if you're doing like ghost programming and stuff like that, I think 15... 1500 was like the most it goes programming. The, the the least would be like 500. So starting from there and then um, I was blessed to have a $37,000 check on a track. And I was still on my, yeah, that was, that was just for the track. And then, um, yeah, then it just turned around and it, it lost its mind and, and the album lost its mind. And then, I think my residuals, and I know you didn't ask, but my residual check, <laughs> my first check was like almost a hundred grand. Ooh. Man, that was that was back in those like is those checks. I haven't seen them in a minute. Yeah, I, and and again, I um I was talking to because I, I also um, mentor and consult a lot of younger and up and coming independent artists and as well as producers. Um, and kind of explaining because they asked me a lot of questions about um you know, placing records and being on different projects. And I was telling them the difference in today with the placement, with streaming being the way that it is. Um, it almost, we could be a part of an album. You know, you may not have the lead single. You may not have the biggest record on the album, but you'd still see residual income from the album sales because it was a physical sale and that album was sold as a collective. Um, whereas, whereas today, you can have, an artist can have, you know, Three of his songs can make his entire album go triple or multi-platinum. And if you don't have those singles, you don't have any radio play or you don't have any... Uh, you don't have no streams. Yeah. You ain't got no money. Yeah, you're not Ooh. making any money. And and you know what the money of streams is like as a writer and a producer. So it's penny you're not, dust. You're not, yeah, <laughs> you're not saying nothing on that end. Yeah, it's a bad yeah, so that's dust. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it also, um, what do you prefer... I'm, I know today it's, it's it's a little different, but what would you prefer, uh, or do you prefer working with major artists or major labels in terms of uh, placements and, and working with artists or independent artists? I love working with talented artists. I love working with talented artists with no egos. I love working with talented artists that do not mind um, going on a journey when we're trying to find the perfect record. 
I don't like working with egotistical people that feel entitled. I don't care gotcha. if you're signed to God or you sign, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sign to man, I'm good. Like I'll pass nah. on that project every time. I, I do not deal well with ego and I don't deal well with entitlement. I don't. Got you, got you. Okay, okay. That I mean, sums up a lot right <laughs> there, my brother. Yeah, I mean. So don't don't come at the man with the BS. Come on. Be on your P's and Q's. Yeah. Be creative. Um, yeah, it's definitely a lot of ego. Uh with the industry we in, we deal with a lot of people with egos. I think to be um from an artist perspective, in my opinion, sometimes with producers as well, but I think to be an artist, yeah, there's a form of and a, a level of narcissism that has to exist <laughs> because you want constant attention and being receptive to that and being able to, you know, so sometimes it's, it's, it's learning how to tread the, the, the lines of going too far and, and, it's a and keeping that at, at bay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a persona. If you're going to turn around and put on that persona, don't put that persona on around me. We're in a, no, but it's real talk. We're in the studio trying to do the same thing. So if you're exactly. bigger than me in this studio uh, experience, then right now we're not even looking eye to eye. So we're never going to get an equal amount of work done. You feel That's what I'm fact. saying? So I'm like, at the end of the day, man, come in humble. I'm not in there beating my chest. I don't need to tell you what I've done and who I am and why I'm here. And I... <laughs> Let's make a record, man. <laughs> That's a fact. That's you know a mean? fact, man. Yeah. And you have an extensive list of people you've worked with, um, but I'm sure there's somebody or some producer, artist, writer um, that you would like to have worked with or plan to work with. Um, you mind disclosing that? Like, who would that be? Who who would be on a who I would on your love list. to get a Jigger record before Jigger puts his hat up. I would uh, love to get um a Mary J. Blige record. I would love to get um a record with Kim Burrell. I think she is ooh, just oh yes phenomenal. Um but again, I just want to work with talented artists. That's it. You know what I'm saying? But those are like I I still have yet to get a Jay Z record. I wish I could have got a Biggie record before he passed, but yeah, that's crazy. I I don't know why I thought I, I thought you had a a collaborative record with Dre with Jay Z on nah, one of those projects. No, 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 no. That's that whole Kingdom Come album. I, I yeah, yeah, that was the album with Dre did a yeah, lot. Yeah, and I was yeah. too busy working on um, Detox. I hate saying that word because it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's the album. Yeah. That we won't ever see, I don't believe. But, uh, hey, hey. but I would just love to sit in a studio and hear those records, man. You you have the privilege, not only just working with Dr. Dre, but just the experience. Like, I I think that has to be, I don't care, young, old, new, whoever. I think that's kind of every producer's dream in the world, to be a fly on, at least a fly on the wall in that, in that scenario. There's nothing in the world like it. There's not, there's not one producer, and, and I give my respect where respect is due. I'm always giving my respect to Diddy. I, you know, I'm from New York, so I'm always gonna give my respect to Diddy. I'm always gonna give my respect to Timberland, um, Teddy Riley, all these different producers, but there's nothing like working with Dr. Dre, nothing. Mm. There's nothing I like it. Like I've, I've been here, I've been working, I've known him for over 20 years, but I've been working with him close to the same amount of time. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And I just keep learning things and I just, I, I would not trade this for the world. I wouldn't. Yeah, man. And I mean, uh, you, you, I, I see you doing your thing online as well. I follow, uh, I think it was, 
I want to say it was Waves, where you were sharing oh, yeah. some of your secrets on on how you do things. Me and some of my producer friends, we we always tap in and share those videos. I was like, yo, you seen this new Focus joint? Man? <laughs> you better, you better check. This. this is the closest we getting to Dr. Dre right oh, now. <laughs> so, so, hey, in time, who knows? But right now, this is the closest thing, right? So we, we tap in all the time, man. Thank you. Um, definitely a fan of your work. Um, one of my, one of my, mentioned earlier um where i'm from on that game album is one of my faves but a low-key sleeper that i believe is one of the craziest joints she did um outside of the compton the compton album's crazy but uh respect the conglomerate oh wow yeah that was you know i'm from from new jersey at the time i'm living in atlanta now but at the time i was in new jersey in new york so um that record used to smash bro thank you bro smash um And again, bro, um, you told me, you know, your your weapon of choice is logic, but um, that was all of, before that. Oh yeah, I know that. That yeah, that, that, that had to be uh, that, yeah. that was that was NPC days, I'm NPC, sure, right? Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I used to I used to stalk your videos then. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Quick question too. I remember it was a I, I think it was an artist. This was during like the. The blog era. It was an artist named Focus, and I think you guys kind of joined and did a project or did some records together. Yeah, what, that's the is, homie from the Lower East Side of New York. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always used to watch. At first, I thought that was you because I was heavy on the blogs but at the a time. A lot of people did, and yeah. it's funny because that's how he and I got good. Because, oh, wow. Yeah, like I was, I got to the point where it just started getting old. And <laughs> all these kids, like this one kid, and I never got to see his face, but this one kid literally like banged on me, like on some real like, homie, you don't know who you're talking to. Like I'm focused. <laughs> I did this record and this. I'm like, homie, I did the record. Wow. Like that, and he was really banging on me. And and so I kind of went into this mode. I did a mixtape, and and one of the records was there's only one focus, and I started banging on them, like all the focus. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then me and him spoke, and he was like, bro, I would never disrespect. So I put him on the record. So there's dope. You know, two focus, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was dope. It was dope. Okay, man. Um, And so now, um, I, I again, I do remember you, you, you doing music from a side of from almost like an artist standpoint of rapping and performing, is that something you're still pursuing or? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing a, okay. I'm, I'm doing a project with um, Danon Porter, Mr. Porter. Oh yeah, yeah, another then, one, um, another one. Yeah, he's a beast, and um, them joints was another. Oh yeah, another monster. Yeah, so monster. We're, we're called Read the PDF, and um, we're gonna wow. come up with a project this year that's about to. It's gonna set okay. Yeah, we need that. We need to raise the bar and the frequency on music right now, Wait man. Till you definitely hear do. This. I promise. I, I, I can only imagine, brother. I um, promise. This is amazing. Okay, okay. Um, I think I I'm got as much as needed to get up out of you today, brother. But um, I appreciate you I for appreciate tapping you. back in and um reaching back out um to make this possible. Um, again, you can let everybody know where they can tap in with you for okay. any. You know, any business, any social media, any sponsorships, any type of thing you got going on, just let them know where they can reach out to you at. All right, for sure. Um, if you want to hit me, the only thing that I do in social media is Instagram, and it's at focus, the number three, D-O-T-S, at focus, three dots. That's it. Um, definitely for the producers, 
Um, I'm going to get uh, way more in, involved with the Waves movement. Um, and there's some really great things happening. So definitely stay in tune there. Uh, Isotope and Native Instruments, those are that's my family as well. Stay tuned there. We're going to be doing some things. Um, look out for Read the PDF if you want to follow us uh, individually at I am Danan, I believe his is, and uh, Dem Joints is at Dem Joints. Um, and then we also have Read the PDF, um, at Read the PDF. So that's going to be coming out soon. And just look out for our music. Uh, we're just going to be bringing some great music. Okay, okay, my brother. So that wraps up another episode to check the credits, y'all. We had none other than the great legendary and still popping, still dope. Thank you. Focus. Thank you so um, okay. So at this point on, all we want to tell y'all is to keep an eye out and check the credits. Peace, y'all.